returned, ladies and gentlemen, to the Sunday Card episode for week number six. It is mid-October. The leaves are changing colors. I know it's changing colors, colors especially in New England, because I was up there this weekend. It was freaking beautiful, Maddie. Teams are starting to come into their own. As the seasons change, all of a sudden the winds of change bring about leaders and followers in the NFL. We're trying to still kind of figure that out, Matty. I think we're still trying to do that here, and we will try to do it again here on week six of the Sunday card. Dan Zampano, Matty Ice, Matty C. Matt Silberth, our esteemed producer, Levin Pepper Lou Paracone, who narratively continues to just see through it. He just sees right through it on the internet, and it's perfect, and it's a great setup for this week. We'll discuss in a minute. Matty Ice, how are we doing, my friend? We're doing all right. You know, feel, feeling a little bit more like the Iceman. Again, we're, we're hockey season starts, so that's why we're feeling a little that's bit like big. the Iceman hockey season. Rangers hat on. We're ready to go. One and all the season already. But first losing week last week, week five. But I think we just learned our lessons. You know, the three losses were three favorites. We know I'm a dogs guy. We love the dogs in this show. And we, we got away. We, you know, we, we said we were going to turn the page a little bit last week. Uh, we might be turning it back. We might be going, might be flipping backwards in the book this this time around this week. Interesting week. It, it, three favorites did not cover for you. I only had, I mean, on the show we were what one in four on the favorites, so it yeah. was not it was not a great week for the favorites for us. And that's why we do dogs every single week. It has been an unusually profitable year for underdogs. And yes, underdogs are typically profitable, but not like this. I mean, this has been really, really incredible what they've been able to do, Matt. Um, just going forward now in week six, have you been scared off the dog, off the favorites, or are you just feeling like, Hey, no, this is just a dog's year. I mean, you could obviously still pick your spots. I was going to say dogs in the year. I've got some numbers too. I mean, dogs straight up this year, not even against the spread dogs straight up are 32, 47 and one. Obviously, mm. those are all plus juice straight up on the money line. So, I mean, you're profitable there, even though it's a 15-game difference. But against the spread, dogs are 48, 31, and 1. I mean, that is a big differential for the dogs this year. So, we, again, we'll probably see that correct as, as the season goes on. And, again, the, the lines are going to be sharper from the books themselves. You know, they're going to be setting lines sharper. Uh, so we should see that correct a little bit. But, again, they usually do end up profitable on the year as far as they go, as the dogs go. So, uh, it's again, it's a matter of picking spots. I don't think the books have caught up yet. I, I looking at the lines this week. I don't think they have caught up yet. So you're telling me 32 straight up wins for dog. Cause that's almost, that's over six wins a week for, yeah. for dogs. So if you're not taking money line dogs here, well, I mean, what are we doing? Like that, like there are so many great choices. That's why we are always encouraging, Hey, take five dogs a week and bet them. Cause at the worst you're going to get two and, and more than likely, and break even. Right. And, and that's why. And then you also bet them on the, on the money line. You know what I mean? Like, again, they, I've seen them. I mean, there's a guy, there's a guy, he might show up in your TikTok feeds too. He just, he's blindly bet dogs every single week, every single dog in the card. He blindly bets them on the money line. And again, with the juice and the return that you're going to get out of those plus numbers, it's a profitable system. Again, you, you don't have to be above 50%. You can hit it 40%, but the juice is going to get you there. I love it. I absolutely love it. Let's take a look at last week's um results for the week maddie goes two and three money line parlay two dogs that really could have won and didn't Fr frisky they were very frisky in those games yeah seattle and chicago both not being able i mean seattle didn't cover chicago with the hook beautiful cover i mean that was unbelievable and we had that for a lean and that's why we liked them now yeah. dallas obviously would have been the winner but it would have mattered anyway but chicago Right there again, Minnesota doesn't really seem like a team that's they're they're three and one or four and one, but they're not really you know they're kind of riding a wave of winning games that maybe they would have lost in the past. I'm not really sure, but Chicago and Seattle does not hit. But let's get into your picks. Let's do the winners since there's less of them first. Houston, Houston, we both won on that one. Um, outright win for the Texans against the Jags. Man, they just continue to own the Jags. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I've heard it was it. I mean, they've made they made an AFC Championship game since the last time they beat the Houston Texans, the Texans, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, I think it's eight or nine in a row. 
that they have lost to the Texans. It's the the only three times they've been favorites over the past few years. They've all been against the Texans, and all three times that they were favorites against the Texans, they lost outright. So uh, again, those those divisional dogs, divisional dogs, six and zero last week against the spread. So again, we'll probably we'll get to a couple more of those that we had in the show. We mentioned the Bears, uh, but yeah, again, that AFC South just always take the dog in an AFC South divisional game. Always. Seriously. Seriously, maybe that might be something of interest for us this week. Who knows? Hint, hint, hint wink, wink. And hint, wink, wink. Uh, and then Dallas. We just talked about them. I mean, I did not like this at all. I said, you know, Dallas is going to win outright or they're back on it. Maddie, you nailed it. I That game, and I just, it was one of those games, too, that I just think it played out kind of like I was saying. I'm like, again, I, I was like, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'm stupid. But how are the Rams going to block this defense? First play of the game, strip sack score. Touchdown. I mean, and it wasn't Cooper Rush. Like I said, it's not not a Cooper Rush game. We're not here to talk about this. It's the defense, and it's more talking about what the hell is wrong with the Rams and offense. Mm, yeah, that. I mean, that is a major issue offensively and defensively for the Rams. Just not the same team. Uh, the losers. We'll go double losers on Philadelphia. I mean, and really at the end of the day, probably should have covered it. I mean, frisky Cardinals, fine. Like, we'll give it to you. Every fiber in my being said to myself, this kid is not making this kick. I mean, there's just no way. And we're not going to cover this number, but this kid's not making this kick and the Eagles are going to win this game. I mean, that was so obvious. It just hurt. Yeah. I mean, like I said, they, the Eagles had the chance to get the touchdown, like, you know, when they had what minute, minute 20 left and get mm-hmm. down there and they kind of just wound the clock down. They ran the ball, didn't want to, didn't want to risk it. And then at that point, again, we're, we're hoping that maybe the Cardinals can make it and you get a win in overtime. But uh, I know that we both said that following the very public trend of Eagles first half, especially against a team in the Cardinals that has been historically bad in the first half of games. So I know we both hit that. So we, as far as non-purpose for the show, you know, flush on the game, but yeah, that one felt like we should have, we should have got that one. And then if I, I mean, you go okay, I'll, I'll jump right into it yeah. as far as the next one that felt like we should have got talk about, you know, getting the best of the number or actually I don't even know if it was, I don't even know if there was a two out there at all this week. I think that was it for, for the, the Baltimore Ravens at the end of that game. I mean, Burrow leads, leads a great drive at the end of the game after they kind of okay. looked they looked anemic all game on offense. They were really not doing anything at all. Uh, he comes down great, you know, not a game-winning drive, but got them in the lead. And then the greatest, the GOAT of the kickers of all time, Justin Tucker, easy money. I mean, you knew that was going to be automatic, and I just walked around going, and that's going to end on two. So that was, a, that was a, yeah. a tough one on Sunday night. Just coaching stupidity. I mean, like – I'm sorry if the Ravens have a third, a fourth down inside the 40 and the 40 and in, I mean, you have to kick it. Like, I'm sorry. Like you just keep collecting points. I just don't get it. I don't understand why they have a, a weapon, the best field goal percentage of anybody in the history of the league. And they just, they did it in the fourth quarter and it worked out. They didn't do it earlier. And it was very, very frustrating. Bengals are absolutely just idiots on the goal line. I mean, just so, so bad with that goal line calls with the Philly special and the shuffle pass that nobody except the Chiefs can run. Like, so, so dumb. So that one sucked. Miami Dolphins. Told you, like, I had a bad feeling about it. But, I mean, first play of the game, what can you do about that? The New York Tetrapolitans are 3-2. and First first back-to-back win since 2020, like we said last week. Since December of... 2020 first back-to-back wins for the Jets. Yeah, that was, um, I mean, that was tough. And then, I mean, as if they're they're already trying to heighten the concussion protocol thing. I'm trying to think of what was it. Um, oh, it was, it was the Thursday night game mm-hmm. right after we recorded last week where the, you know, the first game after the Tua thing and they're like, Russell Wilson takes one hit and we got to show the whole broadcast has got to show that, oh, we have a team of experts looking at this head collision. And you knew it as soon as Teddy came out. It's like, this team, exactly, as the quarterback, cannot – even if he cleared protocol, there's no chance they're going to let him back in. And we had Chip Skylark Thompson uh, coming in there to try and save the day. Uh, that, was a, that was a little boomerism. I don't think that's going to like be that. too young for Boomer, but that's – I mean, Chip Skylark Thompson is a good one. We can hear that. He has very shiny teeth. That's and, what he and him and his shiny teeth could not do anything against <laughs> the Jets' defense. Uh, and, and, again, we, do, we did mention that Miami's defense – Having, having trouble without corners, uh, and they let up 40 points in that game. Bad. You, I mean, you could say, oh, Miami, Miami, you know, was a third-string quarterback. They gave up 40 points to the Jets. Like, sorry. I I have no – and it wasn't just the corners. Brees Hall ran all over them. Did Ooh. he not, Lewis? I, 
No, he did. And Michael Carter had two touchdowns. They're a young team. They're fun to watch. You know, they're not going to win every game, but they're worth watching, it seems. They're well coached. They look fun. The offense is fun. We'll say that. That is for sure. It is actually really fun. What about the sauce? And and the sauce, man. I mean, he's the one one who knocked Teddy out. I mean, man, that guy is legit. He's a beast. The Texans are regretting. I mean, he had had an interception this week as well, but he's not. I don't know. Sauce Gardner. No, he's not. Sauce is sauce is real. Sunday sauce, I love it. Oh, that's so great. much better than Saturday. So much better than Saturday sauce. He's <laughs> so good. Um, and and let's go to mine real quick. Um, we talked about Houston. Uh, we talked about the losses, Philly and Baltimore. I went three and two. New England Patriots um, took them. I mean, probably the easiest. No sweat. Told you. I mean, that's just the way it is. It's Bailey Zappi, first rookie quarterback, who had that. Prop bet on their first rookie quarterback to win a game, Bailey Zappi. Incredible job. It was a classic New England win, Matt. One offensive touchdown, one defensive touchdown, and five field goals, and a shutout of the of the highest scoring offense in the league. Yeah, the Lions' first outdoor game of the year. Uh, we clearly it, are going to have have some worries betting on them outdoors again. Jared Goff, definitely a dome, and that whole team is just a dome kind of team. Uh, like I said, they were, they were dinged up. They got Amon Ra back, but I don't think he, he didn't seem to play a full boat of snaps. He wasn't, uh, out there all the time. Now DeAndre Swift was still out. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, and that's just a, it's a coaching mismatch. We should have seen your see, I mean, you're damn right. I mean, Dan Campbell versus Bill Belichick. It's just <laughs> not cannot get too much more different than that. Not going to work. Not going to work on that one. Very good job at the Patriots. Um, the Brandon Staley might be the dumbest coach in America. Like, I don't care. And yes, this is a lesson in getting the best of the number because this number closed at one and a half. Obviously, Ooh. we added a two and a half for show purposes. Brandon Staley might be the dumbest coach in America. Like, I get it. Your coach is really – he's up there with the village idiots. But, like, he, like Staley is just a moron. I mean – can, and then to after the game to say I wanted to end it on our terms and we trusted our defense, freaking punt the football if you trust your defense. Like it is egregious. And if not for a, you know a rookie kicker, I mean the Browns are walking out of that building like winning that game. And, and it's gosh, it was so frustrating. I was hoping the Chargers would lose because I, a I had the Browns money line and b you know just for that being that stupid. And he's going to get credit for a win he didn't deserve. And it's so dumb, but we win anyway. Yeah, man, that's that's one talk about yeah, getting the best of the number. It did, uh, like I said, did close like that, uh, just shy of that. So, man, getting getting the win on the hook though, it feels feels, feels way better. If they won outright, that wouldn't have felt as good. Getting it on the hook on the spread, that's always a that's always a little feather in the hat. Saying eh, maybe I know a thing or two. Yeah, I definitely felt like I knew a thing or two. I just had the money on the line. Wish it, ah. but I mean, we we doubled up, we double uniting on the Browns, so we felt good. And under the weather hit. I mean, I didn't think it was going to hit because the Bills kept scoring and scoring and scoring and scoring and scoring. But when the Steelers score three points, it works. So, Kenny Pickett's really been thrown into the fire and the flames. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we've got we've got hit, thrown in on you know uh, the second half of of his first game, and then he plays the odds-on Super Bowl favorite. Uh, and now all we have to do is play the Tampa Bay Bucks defense this week. Yuck. So he has had a rough stretch to start his career. Yuck, that guy. I mean, send him a postcard. Send him something. I mean, he deserves it. That's going to be brutal. Um, the bet the narrative. Half of it wins, but I felt like it really won. Like we said, take the Eagles and Cowboys money line if you don't like the two. That's what I did. Lou was fantastic at giving that out. Plus 320 on the money line for that parlay. Nailed it. And I, and I just want a bonus point. I, you don't got to give me the point for the season for the. I'll get the bonus point. But I did say the Giants as well. You did. Yeah. You did. I I did say if you parlay them all together, money line. It, you know, but I didn't think they would actually win. That's why I wasn't feeling too confident about it. But it just felt like London game. I don't know what's going on with the Packers, but Big Blue somehow continues to surprise us. They keep somehow in games. I just keep give the ball to Saquon Barkley and just get out of the way. That's all. That's all you need. So, and, and you know what? Give me a bonus point because also I took the Eagles realistically because it was a triple mind meld and we wanted to put it to the That's test. That's true. That's true. That's true. Damn. That uh, we are so like new- over, over on triple mind melds. I <laughs> think it's not great. <laughs> I yeah, will no stop. longer be taking triple mind melds to benefit 
my show mates. All that right? is okay because clearly, true leader. Cl- clearly, it's it's not going to work. So <laughs> all time vibes guy move right there. Right? We said it last week. Got to be a vibes guy sometimes. You just you're you're a gentleman. Team you're you're a gentleman there. I think it's hilarious too. Like Lou Cowboys, yeah, Eagles, yeah, Giants, yeah, and then you got the freaking Commanders over here saying. <laughs> What's wrong with our team? Quarterback. <laughs> That's just like oh. the Rivera comment. I mean, good Ooh. lord, that was that was something this week. So it's just funny the commander just sitting in the corner. We gotta we gotta get out of the guy for saying what we all know for saying for being out. The quiet part out loud. I mean, said the quiet part out loud. What are you gonna What are you gonna do? I mean, at least he's honest, you know. Um, I, I think he'll be starting in two weeks. I guarantee it. Um. Let's get into it. Let's get into week number six. We just reviewed it. So, so far in the year, I am 15, nine and one. Got a game on Maddie, who is now 16, eight and one. So, coming up the pike, Lou, three and four, but feel like we're like, you know, seeing it more clear. Under the weather is three and two. The Magic Money Line parlay is one and four, but still up in the positive 0.6 units. So, we're still looking pretty good on that. Let's get into it. I won this week. Maddie. I think I'm going to pick this week because I get, I'm get i getting ugly this week. This is a week of ugly dogs. I have five dogs mm. in the chamber this week. What say you? Are you are you like solid on your five? I am not solid. I, I do sometimes, you know, I've got a list in front of me. I've got seven or eight that I like, and I, I got to fly by the seat of my pants a little bit here, <laughs> um, see where you're going, because sometimes if you give out a pick, and I kind of like, you know, you kind of give me a little more reasoning that I might not have. That's when I'm going to hop on with a mind meld with you. Uh, so we're flying by the seat of our pants here a little bit, but we're always dog heavy. We're always dog heavy, and I'm going to tell you something. I don't think you're going to like this first pick, because it is gross. It is really ugly. Come on. Let's get ugly. Look, if you give me a chance to bet the incompetence bowl, I'm doing it. Give me Hackett versus Staley. I'm taking the Broncos plus five and a half in LA on Monday night football. They are going to make a stay up late into the hours of Monday evening to watch this game. I'm sorry. Who the hell are the Chargers to be a five point favorite against anybody? I just. Where are we getting that from? This game is going to come down to defense because truthfully, the Chargers offense is decent at best. Like that's the way it's going to, I know they've been hurt, but they have guys that are out for the season and Denver's defense comes to play every single week. It is a crime that they have the offense that they have. They are number two in the league in defensive yards per attempt. They have 17 sacks on the year. They are the number one red zone defense in the league. And yes, the Broncos offense has been dreadful in the red zone. It's been terrible, but they still move the football between the 20s and the Chargers red zone defense ranks 19th in the league. It's not very good. They also give up the most yards per carry in the league, 5.8 yards per carry. Everybody hates Denver after that Thursday night debacle. I mean, you cannot get worse than what they did, but they're coming off a loss. The Chargers are coming off a game that they had no business winning. They should have lost because of how stupid no team has ever acted dumber in the history of a game and won the game as well. Plus it's a sharp play. 67% of the bets are on the chargers. 59% of the money is on the Denver Broncos. (sighs) Let me just get ready. Let's ride. Let's ride, Danny. Let's ride. We got to take this one. We said divisional dog. Divisional dog here. Lou's rolling his eyes. Yeah. He knows it's disgusting. But I just we've got our what like our tenth Broncos primetime game of the year coming up again. Like if we're six weeks in, they've been on four out of the six weeks, which is just crazy. Because again, clearly everybody, even the league office thought that the Broncos are going to be way better than they are right now. Um, but we mentioned it. We said divisional dogs last week, six and zero against the spread on the year. They had then fantastic period against the spread. Um, and you mentioned about the public too. Like I said, big 67% of the tickets of the Chargers right now. Obviously, these numbers I'm about to give you are based on the closing line, but I do think that the public is only going to the public narrative on the Broncos is couldn't be worse right now. Mm. And I just have a hard time seeing Lou. I'm hoping you can look in your crystal ball and tell me, like, we've got another Tuesday, like we're following up. It can't be another week of the Broncos are in kind of, like it's just the same old thing as far as the offense. Like it's got to be loose. Like it can it can't be that way, but <laughs> it might not be. I'm hoping that it's not. But 
the public, the public against the spread. Uh, teams that have 51% of the tickets, so the majority of the tickets on them, uh, 51 to 60%, they're hitting uh, 31, 46, and 1 against the spread of the year. If they have above 60% of the tickets, they are 12 and 25. If they have above 66%, and I believe you said the Chargers are at 67, they are 7 and 14 against the spread. Wow. The public is not doing very well this year because they're not listening to the show, uh, clearly. So we'll take the Broncos here, plus 5. Uh, Plus five, plus five. Well, we've plus got five another, and a half. Five. We've got another triple mind though, because I want you guys to lose this one. Oh <laughs> lord, no, screw you! <laughs> no narratives on this game, please. I, I'm for kidding. Love kidding. It, this, as it, it's it's another one too. I think that again, with it sitting just below the key number of six, I think everybody's going to go, "Oh, I got the Chargers at less than this," and yada yeah. yada. And again, following up a following up a primetime game, the Broncos were just on a standalone game. It, 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 the ugliest game of the year so far uh, leading into this Bears and Commanders game coming up this Thursday. Yes, um, but <laughs> ugliest game of the year, vibe's going to be worse. That's when you take the Broncos. Yeah, and the, not, and the line came back down. I mean, this was five and a half, and, and now yes. it's back down to five. So this is uh, – we'll go with this. I, I think – I am confident in the Broncos' defense. It is the best unit on the field this week. And all the other, and yes, you know, Herbert and this, that, and the other, they are really just so up and down offensively. So let's take the Broncos. If, if they don't have Keenan Allen, who's still questionable for this week, they, like I said, they've got offensive line injuries. They're going to be able to get pressure. And I think that Sertan will be able to then just follow around Mike Love Williams because they don't have enough other weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that they'll be able to kind of limit, really limit their offense. I agree. 100% agree. Let's go to number four. I don't love this, but. And there's no real numbers to back up because both of these teams stink. But this is a system play. This is just a system play. We take those home divisional dogs. We're taking the Seahawks plus two and a half against the Cardinals. And I know it's not a great number. I did get it at plus three uh, earlier in the week. I had to get it at that. Even though I paid the juice, I'm getting it at plus three so I can hold it. Look, home divisional dogs since 2020. 51 and 37, 58%. That's it. Look, the two teams are awful, but the strength of the Cardinals should be their offense, and it just hasn't been a strength. They move the football fine, but they cannot score. That's their problem. This should be an offensive shootout, and that means advantage Seahawks. Both of these defenses are not very good. With the Cardinals being average, though, and remember, Hopkins is not back yet. He comes back next week. So this is the last week that they are like, okay, we have Hop coming back, D-Hop coming back next week. Like, let's just hold off for one more week, and then, like, we'll, we'll get going. I can definitely see that creeping into that locker room, especially Kyler Murray, and understanding that, that D-Hop is coming back next week. So we don't really have to go that hard this week. Look, the matchup problem for the Cardinals' defense with the Seattle offense passing game is going to be a tough one. This is, like it or not, the number one passing offense DVOA in the league. And it's incredible to me. I mean, Geno Smith has been a god. He was making some of the best throws I've ever seen in that game on Sunday against the Saints. And I get it, Matt, Kingsbury on the road, like, you know, understand it. But how about Kingsbury as a favorite? He's 8-14 and 14 against the spread. He's 1-3 in the division. Carroll is a dog, 43-28-3. Against the spread, 17 and 10 in the division. Carroll off a loss, 43 and 25 and 4 against the spread. Tickets are split on this game. That means I'm taking the home dog. Stick to your principles, Bird Gang, Seahawks plus two and a half. Yeah, this one, it's on my list here. I don't think I'm going to jump on board with you. I do. It's a lean, and I, I, I didn't grab. I was not on my early numbers as much as I did this week. I wish I got the three. Uh, but like I said, home divisional dog. I just worry about. This Seattle defense is really bad. This Seattle mm-hmm. defense is really, really bad. And this this has a, a, a Kyler, again, a Kyler Murray second half running around. I actually was just uh, our, our, one of our minds we very much respect in the NFL, uh, Warren Sharp. I just saw uh, something he put out kind of analyzing why he thinks the, the Arizona offense is being so bad and how they can really remedy it if they just see the problem, which not going to necessarily say that Cliff's going to do that. But Kyler Murray's rushing, ha- uh, rushing attempts in the first half he is averaging nine rushing attempts in the first. He's averaging 20 in the second half because mm. Cliff's game plan is not working. That's why they've been the worst, you know, game script, first 15 play team. They are horrible in that department. It, in the second half when they're trailing or in Kyler saying, okay, 
I got to make something happen here. We're, we're, we're behind schedule. We got to make things happen. He's running over 20, you know, he's averaging 20 rush attempts in the second half. He's probably getting way more first downs with his legs. Um, and the clear problem for them is they don't throw it on first downs. They don't throw it. If they do, they're throwing screens. They're throwing drag routes close to the line yeah. of scrimmage. If they could get him, use his athleticism more to run more early in the game and get him to be able to throw the ball a little downfield because he's not just a mobile quarterback. He's pretty good when they let him throw the ball. Um, I think that they can remedy it. So the Seattle defense against Kyler, who's you know really able to create and disrupt things at the end of the game. I mean, we saw, again, we saw that, that Saints game last week was a mess. manic, get, yeah. manic game. So I just kind of get similar vibes here with that. And, and at the two and a half, I just had to stay away. Three and a half, I'd Understood. love it. I'd be all over it. But two and a half is just, we're, we're cutting a little close there for me. Understood. What's number four? Number four here. I got, Dan, I've been so good. I've been so good. And maybe I'm late to the party here. But there's one team that's five and zero against the spread, and I gotta, I gotta jump in the party. I don't maybe I'm too late. I might Come on, the, I might have missed the Dirty Bird bandwagon, but Atlanta plus five and a half at home against San Francisco, and this is another one too where I think San Francisco's been rolling. I think San Francisco's at an all time high right now, but they had some injuries last week. Uh, Manuel Mo, or Manuel Mosley, yep. CJ Mosley, yep. I'm mixing, Emmanuel, mixing my, Emmanuel my, my Mosleys. Yeah. Um, Manuel Mosley is out going to be up for this game. They got a, a couple other injuries. So I don't think that defense is going to be, you know, hundred percent. And this Atlanta Falcons team, they played the Buccaneers last week. And again, had a very legit chance to win that game. If the worst roughing the passer call of all time, again, until the one on Monday night against Patrick Mahomes on a, on a or Derek Carr on a strip sack, which I really don't know how that one even came about, but. They were down 21 points. It was 21 to nothing for the Cardinal or for the, the Falcons. And they got back into that game against the number one rated defense in the league right now in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I know they might be a little bit worried about San Fran. We love San Fran, but I think that their offense isn't necessarily the most efficient or effective right now. And five and a half points at home against a team in Atlanta that can that can definitely ball control the hell out of you. They can limit that pass rush by running, running the piss out of that football, as Arthur Smith said. So I know we're five and zero, and we're pushing our luck trying to get to six and zero. But I gotta take I gotta take the dirty birds here. I think that I think the public opinion of the 49ers right now is pretty high, and I think that they took some some nicks and cuts in the last game that might affect them here. So give me the Falcons, another one that's sitting right below that um, that key number, and everybody's gonna be like, oh, San Fran, San Fran, and teasers get them down to a pick them. I like the dirty birds. We're back, Dan. I'm relapsing, Matt. I've been waiting for you for a long time <laughs> because I have taken the Falcons every single week this year, not on the show, but every single week in my, in my, uh, in my bets. I don't know what you've been waiting for. We are a full fledged fever. Mind melt. I got a fever. Maddie's got a fever. He's been getting stabbed in the eyes the entire season looking at this Falcons, Falcons, Falcons. Well, now he's about to commit a double homicide with me because we are taking the Falcons as a mind melt here. They are my number two pick of the week. We're just going to go right to it. I can love Shanahan on the road. Or I'm sorry, love Shanahan, but not as a favorite, especially yes, as this it. big on a road, on the road. I just can't believe that. Matt, it's not just Emmanuel Mosley. Guys who haven't practiced this week, Eric Armstead, Javon Kinlaw, Nick Bosa, Sam Ebukam, Jimmy Ward broke his hand in the game. He's not going to play this week. Emmanuel Mosley's out for the year. Let, that's just the defense. Trent Williams is not playing in this game. Robbie Gold, their kicker, is not playing in this game. It looks like that is a big factor for them. Yes, the Falcons are 5-0 and against the spread. Look, you just got to hold your nose and do it. 65% of the bets on San Francisco, 84% of the money on Atlanta. Give us those dirty birds all day. I am not afraid of this 6-0 garbage. The Cowboys did it last year. The Falcons are doing it this year. I believe they are the first 5-0 against the spread team that is a losing record in like 40 years. It's something crazy like that. So I love the Falcons here plus 5.5. I am 100% on board with them. And we, we had to be back eventually. You knew it was going to come around. We had to come around to this team. And uh, I guess it only took them being like the best against the spread team start of the year, like you said. So dirty birds, baby, dirty birds. More cowbell. We got people. I love it.
Um, number three, Matty Ice. I mean, I'm debating where to go and where to be uglier. There's one this, out there that just totally stinks. So there's one out here, and you know what? We're gonna go again. We said it. Who are the Rams to be favored by double-digit points right now? Who are the Rams? We've got a new coach. We've got a new quarterback in Carolina. And if the line moved up from seven to ten and a half. If you think the Panthers got worse by getting rid of Matt Rule and not having Baker Mayfield start at quarterback, I, there's no chance. I mean, Baker Mayfield over the past since, – since 2019 – is I saw out of either 104th out of 105 or, or something like that against the spread. He's the one of the worst against the spread quarterbacks in his history in the NFL. PJ Walker, meanwhile, might be the next Cooper Rush. He's 2-0 straight up and 2-0 against the spread in his only two starts of the year. Uh, you got Steve Wilkes now taking over. Uh, and teams who have fired their head coach in the previous week, they are 15 and 17 straight up. Uh, they are 17 and 15 against the spread in those games. And meanwhile, Sean McVay, as this big of a favorite, has not been good, especially again, we saw Stafford got banged up real bad against the Cowboys last week. Seven sacks the week prior against San Francisco, five sacks this past week against the Cowboys. He's been getting absolutely brutalized. He came into the year with a shoulder problem as it was, still can only throw it to Cooper Cup, and they cannot run the ball at all. McVeigh in his career, uh, or, or McVeigh has been a favor of double digit points or more uh, six times in his career. He has not covered in five of those six mm. games. He is not built to run these teams out of out of the arena. I think that Carolina can hang in this game enough that ten and a half they could literally lose by two scores and cover this spread. Give me the Panthers plus ten and a half. That's the ugliest one of the week. It's ugly. There's no question. That is very ugly. Look, are the Rams broken to the point where they can't be fixed? At least in a week's time. That's my question. And is Carolina, like, I'm all for you, new coach, new quarterback. Are the Rams broken enough to where they can't fix it in a week and not cover the spread? Like, they are talented to do it because Carolina's been bad. Offensive line is bad. Well, you lose Baker Mayfield and get that out of there and that role. I feel like they got to, they have to have something cooking this week. I feel like they have to have something cooking this week. Like I said, it literally cannot be any worse than it's been. It, it's literally can't be. So the but fact that it's same for three, the Rams, though, same for the Rams. They've been really that's bad. fair. But again, it was the look ahead on this was seven or seven and a half, and now it's ten and a half. So again, I just don't think that. They're not a three-point downgrade from where they were last week. I really don't think so. We shall see. I just want to say, I just want to say, as a historical Jets fan, it can always get worse. (laughs) (laughs) For that, that's a great point. Always get worse. All right, that's 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 a a whole different monster. That franchise. (laughs) At at least people care about the Jets. That's 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 all I'll say. At least they're they have a fan base. Number three will be number two for me now, but. Number two is the Falcons, so number three, we'll go back to it. Matt, I feel like I'm stepping in it. I don't get it. I just don't get how the, – the, the, there's no metric that justifies the Colts being favorites. I just mm. – I don't – am I stepping in it? I feel like I'm stepping in it. I don't know if I am, but this line got up to two and a half earlier. It is back to one and a half. The Jags are one and a half point dogs against the Colts after losing two straight games and the Colts just won a game that literally they could not have played worse in. And the Broncos threw up all over themselves and the chiefs did the same thing when they beat them. Like Indy stinks, they stink. And so does this line. I hate this line. It's a, what do we say? It's a rat line. It is stinky cheese. I don't, don't like it, but here's the numbers. Indianapolis has given up the most sacks in the league. 21. They are 28th in pressure rate allowed. I mean, they are horrible on offense. By the way, Jacksonville is second in that category. They've given up the second least amount of sacks on offense of any other team. Uh, Other numbers for Indianapolis, 29th in yards per carry, 30th in red zone offense, 29th in yards per play. Turnover differential is minus six. 
And Matt Ryan just doesn't protect the ball. This Jags defense is opportunistic, and they are still getting turnovers. Matt Ryan is 27-41-1 against the spread in the last five years, the least profitable quarterback in football. He is 13-23 and against the spread as a favorite off of a win. The Colts have not covered against the Jags in six straight games. They are an abysmal 1-13-1 against the spread since 2015 against the Jaguars. Everyone else, they're like 57%. Two straight losses for the Jags. They always lose to Houston. They were bound to lose to Philly. But they always, always, always play well against the Colts. I don't get it, Matt. I'm taking the Jags. I don't like it, but I'm taking them. I don't – should I – I should ride with you here, shouldn't I? I feel like I, I should – feel I, like I, I worry about it. I don't want to lead you astray into something that is really stinky, though. But, no, but, again, if, if we just think about it, you you mentioned the, the, the amount of pressures that they're giving up. I mean, the one thing the Jags can do really well this year with Walker and Josh Allen is pressure the hell out of the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I was texting you during that Broncos game last week. This kid, Bernard Raymond. Terrible. Their left tackle is – he's either letting Awful. up a pressure or he's taking a holding call. Literally every single play. He brought back, I think, two touchdowns for them last week on – penalties and holdings he has been a revolving door and the right tackle Matt Pryor isn't been much better either so we know the Jags defense again the Jags problem these past couple weeks has been their offense mm-hmm. I mean they are going to be definitely going to be able to outpossess this team uh they they are top 10 in rush DVOA and that is with they might be the Colts might be starting Philip Lindsay out here this week because Naeem Hines we saw him have to take a concussion during last Thursday, and Jonathan Taylor is still questionable. So if you've got pass rush on Matt Ryan, who leads the league in turnover turnovers, and the Jags are creating a turnover on 11% of their defensive plays, I think it's just simple. I think it's, again, we're going to take the dog in an AFC South matchup, and we got a mind belt. We got, I think we have to do it. I, I think, think we, we have do. To do it. I, worry I'm, I worry I'm stepping in it, too. I worry I am. But this Colts team is really – Really, really, really freaking bad, I think. I mean, Matt Ryan has been – couldn't it be slower? Couldn't it be worse as far as taking care of the football? Um, the one thing that should scare us a little bit is that the home team, it's matched up. The past 17 meetings, the home team has won every single one. Really? Every single one of them. So the Colts down in Jacksonville just don't win. And the Jack- Jacksonville doesn't come up to beat the Colts very often. But they it, – is you know – They've won one in their past nine games up there. They've mm. won one. But that's the only thing that should maybe scare us a little bit. But, again, we've got totally different teams. That's history. These teams are not the same now anymore. Um, got to take the Jags. I think you got to take the Jags. It's, it's, it, feels, it feels risky, but we're back. Again, we take two weeks off. They lose two games. The Jags come back down to earth. Now we get them as a dog. The books just don't understand the Jags. I just don't I, – I, I feel the same way with them about the Packers. I'm not taking the Packers or the Jets this week. I'm not doing that. But, like, mm-hmm. I just don't think they – I think they way, way overvalue the Packers. I think they way, way undervalue the Jaguars. I just and, – and, and I don't know how they can look at this Colts team and give them this – I mean, historically, yeah, sure, there's history. It's not the same this year. It just isn't. So, I'm going Jaguars. I'm going Jags with you. Okay. got to do it. Let's ride. Let's do Okay. Number one. Number one. Maddie, we've been riding a lot together. Riding a lot together. So let's ride one more time. Keep pounding. I love the Panthers this week. I was totally fooling you. I love the Panthers this week. Are you kidding me? Are you are you out of your skull thinking that the Rams are ten and a half point favorites? I don't care where this game could be played on the moon. I don't care. The Rams not. At all, be close to a double-digit favorite against anybody. I'm sorry. Since last October, the Carolina Panthers have the worst mark in football against the spread. They are three and sixteen ATS, and that's all gone. Baker's gone. Rule is gone. That's the 31st ranked offensive DVOA. Offense DVOA. That's the 30th ranked pass offense DVOA, and it's gone. And PJ Walker, like you mentioned, two and zero against the spread. But this is not about C-A-R. This is about L-A-R and how horrible their offense is. 26th offense, DBOA. 
I tied with the Colts. I've given up the most sacks in the league, 21 sacks in five games. Can't run the football, 3.2 yards per carry. Tied for 30th in red zone offense. Last in yards per play. A turnover differential of minus five. The defense, where is this defensive line? 29th in sacks. 31st in pressure rate with Aaron freaking Donald. That's horrific. And I get it. They're playing a bad offensive line in Carolina, but they've gotten better. I think the Carolina D has been plagued by its offense. And now finally, P.J. Walker will step up, unleash the NXFL MVP, and let's get ugly cat dog fever, Carolina Panthers. Not just 10 and a half. Carolina outright is what I like. I like them on the money line as well. I'm going bold. This smells just like that Jets-Rams game at the end of 2020 where they're 17.5-point dogs and the Jets beat them. Feels just like that. You can't get lower than Carolina. Carolina money line I'm taking. I love it. You got to throw a sprinkle on the money line. We were saying at the top of the show, that's how, you, that's how you're profitable in this league. So, uh, yeah, and I get it. I didn't even say it when I was talking about it, but the game plan is simple. Again, it's like, yeah, okay, maybe we have to, oh, how do you redesign an offense in one week? you've got one of the most impressive offensive talents in Christian McCaffrey. Let's just get the ball to him as much as humanly possible in this game. I think it's a fairly easy game script that we could follow. Get him the ball. Mm. Work the play action with P.J. Walker, who's mobile, can can run some boots and get out of the pocket and do a lot of things that Baker definitely was not doing in his time there. So I love it, Dan. Let's let's just ride again on this. So we're Come going on. for yeah. – Four of my melts. How where are we on my melts? We are on Denver, Jacksonville. We are on Atlanta, and now we're on Carolina. Four my melts. Thank God I'm not going to make it a fifth. No, thank God because I'm not going to go. I'm not going to. I wasn't hiding this cat in the bag like you just were with that cat in that bag. <laughs> but it's our favorite underdog to bet. It's our favorite underdog head coach to bet. Rah rah. Let's get the You're troops sick. going. You are sick. The Pittsburgh Steelers look like they might be one of the worst teams in the league, and they're going against the GOAT and Tom Brady, and nobody's going to like it. But guess what? That's why you take the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. We talked about the public spread. We talked about the public betting on this. 74% of the tickets right now are on the Bucks. You can't get more public than the Bucks right now. 76% of the money on Pittsburgh. We've got a 50% differential in this game. Mike Tomlin, as a dog from week five and on in his career, is 37-15-1. and one. That is a 71% hit rate. Also, the Bucs are coming off of three straight home games. You're getting cozy. You're feeling, feeling warm and, and fuzzy at home in Florida, you know, enjoying, enjoying the weather. Even though the weather hasn't been good in Florida recently. Uh, but uh, a team coming off of three straight home games to then go and play a home dog on the road, 32-17-1 for the home dog. 32-17-1 going against teams that are coming off of three home games in a row. It's the longest odds. They close at eight and a half point favorites. This is the longest odds that the Steelers have been as a home dog in the past 40 years. They have not closed as this big of a home dog in the past 40 years. Mm. Give Pittsburgh plus eight and a half. It's disgusting, but guess what? The Bucs just ain't right. The Bucs offense is also just not really playing the way they should. And again, that defense let Atlanta in the back door last week, and they could have had a chance to lose that game. So I know it's Kenny Pickett, and I know it's been a really inefficient offense, but I just think maybe it's time for you know, Micah Fitzpatrick make a play, maybe get some pressure on Brady if we can. But I don't know how we're going to get there, but we're going to get there. Eight and a half. Let's get it, Kenny. Let's get it, Kenny. Rah, rah, Mike Tomlin. That is is one that I just could not wrap my brain around. I Because my problem, I mean, I love everything you're saying. I think normally it would be a great spot. How many points are they scoring in this game, though? That's That's my question. And can they hold Tampa to 20? Like, is 20 enough for them to cover a spread? Like, can they get 13 points? Can they? I don't know. I mean, it's a tough place to kick. It's Their kicking hasn't been very good. Like, even if they get down the field, Boswell just hasn't had a good year. I mean, I don't know. That That is really hard. 
that is really hard it, and it's so ugly you have to take it but it's 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 just i can't get there it's just a massive public fan i mean mm-hmm. the, the number the numbers that was that told me all i need to see again except again we're talking 75 percent of the tickets on one side and 75 percent of the money on the other side i mean that yeah. is a huge huge disparity it's a pros joe's game i'm trying to be on the side of the pros as you should be and honestly if you're on that side if you're going to take this game it's steelers or just stay away from it like i yeah i am I, I can't justify you taking the bucks don't do that it's a dumb maybe the bucks as like your survivor pick this week would be something to do. Tease them down to two and a half, maybe if you want that. But man, that is that is a toughie. So I, I, maybe the back door is open. I don't know. But Pittsburgh is number one. That is bold, my friend. I love it. Got to be bold sometimes. We got we got to take risks. Well, speaking of bold, we were not bold enough to take the next few picks. Let's do the leans, Maddie. I've got three teams in my leans. Two cities taking the New York teams, both of them. Jets plus seven and a half in Green Bay. Love them. Love them. Might love them outright. Might love them outright. London coming back off of London, off a loss. No bye week after that. Long trip back. Jets are fun. And the Packers are broken. Like the Packers are straight broken. Now, the same could be said for the Giants. But what are the Ravens doing? I mean, are we just stu- are the Giants just stupid at how good uh, how good they are covering spreads and winning games? Is it just dumb luck? Like I don't know. And I feel like five is just a lot of points for a team at home against a Ravens team that just has not played up to par. I'm waiting for them to do it. Plus, Wink Martindale, Wink Martindale game. Let him be the factor. Come on, you got to be with me on that. I mean, is it? That's one. That's I'm on the other side. My my Ravens are probably six six out for me. You know, Ravens are probably just the last the last team out for me here. If I was going to have one favorite, it was probably going to be probably going to be them because I get that Wink knows Lamar's tendencies, but also I mean Lamar has practiced against that defense playing that you know in practice for the past two three years while he's been Baltimore. So I you know it's it really is going to be who's going to win that matchup and. Again, yeah, just trying to fade, just trying to fade London teams. Um, you know, coming back. Uh, this is another one from um, our guys of the Action Network too. It, it, this is why I didn't put this in here, but I love this this stat they've given out that you want to um, take the the teams coming back from London who aren't taking the buy. The other opposing team, you take their team total over because the defense is a little mm. unrested, a little unwell. Uh, I don't have that in front of me. I want to say it is like six and one against the spread as far as there's been wow. seven teams, seven teams that haven't taken the bye coming back from London. It is six and one against the spread as far as the team total over. I took that already. Ravens uh, over 25 and a half team mm. total, because again, that's how the Ravens are going to lose this game. It'll be, I think they win this game outright and I can see the giants backdoor in the spread. I a hundred percent agree with you there. That's why I had to stay away from it. But again, it's just, we know that we're, we're just waiting on a correction of the giants. We've been disgusted we with the giants all year. But I, yeah, I, could, I couldn't step in it again because maybe we just have a bias as far as our East Coast bias against all these Giants fans that we know in, in your ear, especially. I <laughs> hate them. Oh, I hate them. The list. I hate them. The list. Don't mention list. Um, that's just – I just can't – the Giants fans have come after me to no end. I mean, just it's been brutal. But I'm weathering the storm, and I will. And I hate them, and I've always hated them since 07, so that's just the way it is. But we have a great relationship otherwise. Um, and then, um, Outside of that, Matt, you got to tell me. I, I'm going to force you to make a pick in this game. I like Kansas City at home getting three. I love Buffalo. Kansas City. You like Buffalo? Okay, fair enough. I, I think that we, like, I get it. It's like, oh, Patrick Mahomes' first time as a home dog. Yeah. This is Patrick Mahomes' first game as a home dog. And I think that will get so many people to say this is crazy. But the Bills have literally done everything they can in the offseason to beat this team. They they beat this team last year in the playoffs and the most miraculous thing happened. I mean, they beat them as much as, again, uh, as Dan said that they beat the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills beat the Miami mm-hmm. Dolphins two weeks ago by 300 yards. You know what I mean? Like they were winning that game in, in, in the playoffs last year against the chiefs. And the craziest thing happened in the final 13, 15, whatever, how many few seconds it was. But I think that the bills have done everything they can for this. 
Never mind them beating them by 17 points last year in the regular season when they met. And I don't think Kansas City's been that all that impressive. The fact that they let the Raiders hang in on Monday night, but the Raiders have been garbage. All they did was beat the Broncos. <laughs> but I mean, the Raiders have been no good either. So the fact that they were hanging to that game, I'm all over the Bills. That's another one that I, I was going to give a favorite. I was thinking about it, but that's a hard game to put in our five, put in our best five as far as those teams. Yeah. The, the secondary for the Bills, I just feel is banged up a little bit still. And I think they could be vulnerable there. I agree with you. The Bills are probably the better team. I have the Bills number one in my power ratings. Yeah. But in terms of this one, I just think Kansas City, this is a game. I think the Monday night game was a good thing for them. It means that they're not going to rest on their laurels. And yes, it's a short week, quote unquote, Monday night winner. I don't think they felt like they really won that game, like in a good, solid way. I wouldn't come away as a chief, you know, happy about that. So I don't think that's going to factor in. It's going to be a great game. That's all I know. It's going to be a great game. Uh, Any lean on Philly and Dallas? Anything on that? Philly was also going to be in here, but I believe four out of their five offensive linemen are on the injury report for practice Mm. on Wednesday. Now, they didn't actually have a practice. This was a walkthrough practice. So this is basically like an estimation of like, you know, that they would have been limited. So again, if we're recording this on Thursday and I see that, you know, my and some of these other guys are practicing. The only one I think that's not on there is Lane Johnson. That's not, that's fully healthy going into this week. Um, that's the only thing that scares me because again, what, what Philly is going to be able to do against Dallas is something that nobody's really been able to do yet is Dallas now has to play the best offensive line in the league. Mm-hmm. If they're healthy, though. again, it's like, so it's like, Philly has the best offensive line. They're injured, but I think that they can absolutely neutralize the Cowboys pass rush. And if you neutralize the pass rush, now we're really putting on Cooper Rush's shoulders. And we have been waiting on a correction on that for the longest time. We all know that he shouldn't be 5-0 and against the spread. They're winning in every kind of different way. So uh, if you're looking to make a, you know, a marked correction on somebody, taking the Eagles, and this has gotten bet up massively as well. It's I mean, to I think six it points I think it opened at three and a half or four and it's all the way up to six. It's just getting rising and rising and rising. So I got a five and a half. I did take a five and a half, but the practice report is concerning. So if you listen to this later in the week and you see that these guys are full practice come Thursday, Friday, I'd be all over the Eagles. The one thing I worry about with the Eagles is their rush defense. They have not been good. At least in terms of yards per carry, they have not been good. And Tony Pollard, they can get him the ball. Look out. I mean, there there could be issues there. I don't really – I do think the Eagles will win this game, but this is going to be the first true test for the Eagles. They have not really had a big test yet, and, and now it's time. It really is time. Like, they played the Vikings at home on a Monday night. Like, really, the Vikings have not been consistent enough. Cowboys are good. This is a good defense, yeah. and this is going to be a really hard game. Any other leans? Um, leans to me, again, I – I have Miami on this list plus four, even really, with, even wow. with Chip Skylark and Chip Skylark oh. Thompson in there. But that is really going to be dependent on Saban Howard because again, we saw it last week again. Like we we said on the show, we said uh, Jalen Johnson's not playing for the Bears, and yeah. we, we got to worry about Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, I think, only caught like twelve catches on twelve targets for like one hundred eighty yards. So he was like perfect that last game against the Bears, and so if they don't have Saban Howard. I mean, it's going to be rinse for a Pete as far as Justin Jefferson goes. Take take all of Justin Jefferson's overs. Um, I again, personally feels- am rooting for Justin Jefferson to go off this week because we are playing each other in fantasy. So the fact that we did, the fact that we didn't bring that up till this point in the show. I needed Sunday to get it in. Showdown. Dan is the most fraudulent five and zero fantasy team I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Like the lowest points scored in the league, but he's five and zero. Unbelievably so. Um, you're going to get Molly off this week, but it's whatever. So <laughs> I, I just think that. A long week to prepare, uh, you know, maybe a little extra time to prepare for uh, for, Skyler, for Skyler Thompson this week, uh, getting in, into the system. Uh, the Vikings are the worst uh, defense against explosive plays, and the number one team in explosive plays this year is the Miami Dolphins. Tyreek Hill is also on the injury report. Yeah, so I was going to say. Well, so. Right, so. Uh, but that, again, hey, if Tyreek Hill's out, you're in trouble because I got Jalen Waddle on my team. So. Oh. Um, and one more lean would have been – Cleveland minus two and a half you against New England because again we're that we're at, we're selling Why? high on, on New England we're selling high on New England because Bailey can you sell high are they Bailey Zappi quarterback how are they how are, I just don't get how they're high but that's okay 
because they ran him out of the building last week. Everybody's like, oh, this is great. But again, I Cleveland's defense stopping that run game. Ramondre Stevenson also no Damian Harris this though. week. No, no Damian, Damian Harris. Harris, but Ramondre Stevenson's that dude. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think he is going to run rough shot all over Cleveland because that, that Cleveland defense is brutal. Um, Bill Belichick's been great against his former team as well. So that's just outside of my category as well. So those are the leads. Fair enough. Fair enough. I like it. Uh, let's go to the specials. Let's go to the mm. specials. Under the weather. Let's get into it. I'm going to go exactly where you just were. I'm going to go right down to Miami. I think this is really the only game that has any weather involved. Not a lot of wind any other places. Go to Lake Erie. Go to, you know, the Great Lakes and and, and Chicago. No, nothing really. Nothing really. By the way, first week of buys this week. So a couple teams on the buy. Lions, Titans, Bears, and Texans. So um, I'm going to take Miami and Minnesota, the under 45 and a half, because of the heat, 83 degrees, and it's going to be tough. My Minnesota's offense is still not clicking on all cylinders. We got a possible third string quarterback playing for Miami. 10 to 20 mile an hour wins, yes, but I'm, I'm going on the heat and a hot day, slowing those offensive linemen down. Two teams that just aren't up to snuff offensively. Give me the under 45 and a half. Miami hosting the Vikings. Okay. I like that. I like that one because I can. Yeah, that would be another one, though. I would like to see Zayvon Howard playing just for that because we've got to control JJ. So oh, we got to control the Jet a little bit here. I, I would enjoy getting Jalen Waddle under control myself. Um, let us do some magic. A uh, couple cards in the deck. Let's shuffle them around. What do we got this week? Hit zero out of two. Should have really been two for two, but 0 for two last week. What are we doing this week, Maddie? There's a lot to choose from. Yeah, we're feeling we're feeling we're getting close. We're feeling that like again, we we really went big game hunting last week, and it, again, we weren't far off. We really were not. I mean, that that, that fumble late by the Bears was killer, and then Seattle uh, Seattle also got a, a play called a touchdown called back on a holding, which was also killer. So, uh, not to mention the Taysom Hill game, the taste a, a mm. classic classic. We forgot to account for Taysom Hill. That happens a lot <laughs> when we when we bet against the Saints. All the go, we go ah. Damn it, we forgot to account for Taysom Hill having four touchdowns, <laughs> total touchdowns in that game. So, but I think if I'm in danger of being negative, if this doesn't hit this week, we're in the negative on the money line parlay. Mm-hmm. Can you get any more Matty Ice Magic money line parlay? Then doesn't lose season coming. The Dirty Birds. And the Dirty Boys in Denver. Yes, let's do it. We gotta do the Broncos and the Falcons. Yes. You don't get more Matty Ice than that, <laughs> as far as the money line parlay goes. Uh, they are both. Uh, let's see right now. I have them. Atlanta is at a plus one ninety. Uh, yeah, Atlanta. Oh, sorry, Atlanta plus two hundred. Denver plus one ninety, and that will get you a plus seven sixty return. I love it. Not quite big game hunting, not quite small game hunting. That feels like a sweet spot to me, my friend. Denver and Atlanta this week. The Magic Moneyland Parlay plus 760. Not, not just down with a sickness, but Maddie Mondays. He's forcing us to wait an extra yeah. day to watch the Hackett show. And it's like totally on brand with everything that Matt could go for. He's back, guys. He's back. He's on I'm the back. Falcons. He's back. He's on the Broncos. He's back. Our, our fearless leader. Let's ride. Let's ride. I absolutely love it. On the wings of Falcons. Um, if the you, Broncos lose this week, though, they're dead. I'm not. I'm absolutely not dead. The yeah, they, they, I will be so far off the Broncos. Yes, they are done. Let's look into the crystal ball. Let's look into the narrative. Let us hear what is triangulating on the internet and at the law offices of ENS and PNN. Let's see what happens with this week's Bet the Narrative. Who is it, Lewis? You know, guys, we started the show, and I said I wasn't going to take any triple mind melts. And then you guys strike four games from my list of games to pick from. You were like, no, well, guess what? You're going to have to pick something else, buddy. But we talked about it last week. We did talk about it. This game's big. This is a big one. The Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. This is huge. And I really like, and you know what I'm going to say already. 
I want the Cowboys plus six. Mm. I want the Eagles money line. Put them together. Oh. It's a prime time game. It's going to be a snipe of the week. I feel it. I really, I, I wanted to take the Chiefs so bad. I want to take the Chiefs so, so, so badly. But it's so close. That two and a half is really just, I, I can't do it. I can't see it. I need to see the game first. And then when it comes later in the playoffs, then we'll know what's going to happen. It's, but we're riding with Cooper Rush, man. We got to go. This is it. Plus six. I, I bet you this comes down to a field goal. This is going to be close. This is going to be a prime time game in America. This is it. Plus six Cowboys, Moneyline Eagles, or, well, it's up to you. But I like both of those together. Wow. Or separate them. I'm taking both separate. I'm going to put them together, too. That's the bet the narrative. A regular Skip Bayless. This is incredible. But I I'm mean, not, honestly, no. If I, was the, skip, if I was Skip, I would have said, "Oh, you take the Bucks minus eight and a half, and the Patriots <laughs> plus two and a half, and the Cowboys plus six, and then uh, we'll complain about LeBron James for the next forty-five. Minutes. That's that's the that's the whole show, ladies and gentlemen. He just gave you the whole undisputed in a nutshell. I I actually I don't hate this. I actually think that this is. This could be right up the NFL script oh, on a Sunday oh, night. Don't even get me started. Ro Roger and old Jerry Jones is just, oh, they can't wait for this one. Uh, I put them together. I got a plus 321 from both of them. So Okay. I was just going to say, I'll say we just added that in because I might have just put that in FanDuel myself, Lou. Oh, so <laughs> I love that. Lou, Lou sniped the best past week. I don't even mention it at the top of the show, but Lou did have Chiefs money line and Raiders plus seven this past Monday night. That's That so. was incredible. We're pulling, we're pulling, we're pulling the snipes out. We we mentioned we mentioned the Philly and Dallas one last week as far as both in the money line. And the man's he's got a fifty, got a fifty cal, and he's looking through that scope. That's it. That's it. I you know too. I, um, I no, I, I'm getting ahead of myself here. I'm getting ahead of myself. I was going potentially over too, but I didn't even look at the over numbers, so I don't want to get ahead of myself. Mm. No, let's not do that. Lemon pepper parlays. That's what we're doing right now. I mean, it is. These are very tasty. I mean, it is just, they are really scrumptious. This is getting out of control, but it's so out of control that it just might work. It's just fantastic. It's prime time in America. So That's great. This is the American game. This, this is, is it. You know, Liberty Bell. I've, I've, I've always wished that they put like the Cowboys and Eagles on more primetime games. Cowboys and Eagles, Cowboys Giants never see those on primetime games. Ever. Never. Never. Never, never see them. Those yeah. don't happen every single freaking year. I got to keep watching uh, Let's Ride every week. I, then, trust me. Get them all. I don't want to be in the headlines anymore. Or, or Bears Packers. Like something like that. Like just get that always. off. You know, like always. That's so, week two or three every single year. Every single year. So. Football Night in America, it's America's team versus Liberty Bell in the city of brotherly love. Let's I, I got to say, it. too, I really wanted the Jaguars so badly. Nah, I don't know if those I'm are do it. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I won't do it. So sure. Well, that's it. So let us run down our picks for the week, Mr. Matthew Icicles. So, oh, again, we're riding with Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett. Denver <laughs> plus five and a half against the uh, Chargers Monday Night Football. We've got Carolina plus ten and a half going against the Rams. Uh, Jacksonville plus two and a half on the road against the Indianapolis Colts. The Dirty Birds, Atlanta Falcons plus five and a half at home against the San Francisco 49ers. And the Pittsburgh Steelers plus eight and a half at home against your Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Magic Moneyline Parlay of the week is Denver and Atlanta for a combined plus 760. I love it. We're taking all of those. We'll take Denver plus five and a half in, in LA, like we said. Uh, we're taking our number four pick will be Arizona at Seattle. We're taking the Seahawks plus two and a half, a uh, home divisional dog. We're doing Jacksonville plus well, what do we want to say? One and a half, two and a half. What do we want to say with this? This line's all over the place, man. Let's, let's be in the middle at two. Two. We'll do two. Jacksonville plus two at Indianapolis. Atlanta and San Francisco plus five and a half for the Falcons. And keep pounding the ugly Carolina Panthers are now on our list. Cat dog fever. C-A-R plus ten and a half at L-A-R. The under the weather is Miami. Hosting Minnesota under 45 and a half in the heat in South Florida. Lou has a very special parlay, my friends. Eagles money line. 
Cowboys plus six. Crazy. Let's ride. They are the Cowboys. They are the Cowboys. They should really be saying let's ride. (laughs) They're riding the Broncos. For real. It's true. Okay, boys. That's it and that's all. Let's have a great week. Week six. Almost at the halfway point. At the halfway marker. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, sooner or later, there's going to be November football. and It's going to be crazy. So, it goes by so fast, and I love it. But, boys, let's have a great week, Matty. Let's ride. So let's only, ride. Only to say it. We've got, we need it. Let's ride. Last chance. Last ride maybe ever off into the sunset with this team. Good Lord. Lewis, Navita Zane, my friend. Until next time, buddy. Till next until, week. until we next week. Until next week. Yes, until we meet again. Um, you can listen to us every single week. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, as you already know. And follow us on Twitter at the Sunday Card for all the picks on Sunday morning. Should be a lot of fun. So, for my esteemed colleague, Maddie, see Matt Silberth, and our esteemed producer, Lemon Pepper Lou Paracone, I am Dan Zampano, esteemed podcast co-host. We'll see you next week for week seven on the Sunday Card. Maddie, let's ride. Let's ride. See you next week. The Sunday Card Podcast is co-hosted and directed by Dan Zampano, co-hosted by Matt Silbreth, and produced by Lou Paracone. You can listen to The Sunday Card on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also listen to us on Sports Country Radio at sportscountry.net at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. on Saturdays, and again at 11.30 a.m. on Sundays. Follow us on Twitter for all of our picks throughout the regular season at The Sunday Card. And remember... If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.